Hey, coaches, welcome to Championship Culture. Got the uh, the legendary Mike Leach with us today. And, uh, Coach, I know how busy you are right now, so uh, so I'm not going to dilly-dally around. We're going to get straight to the questions. And, and I, I, again, I really appreciate you doing this and, and, and being on here with us. Question number one, even though this is funny because everyone on my channel knows who you are, but can you give a one-minute elevator introduction of yourself? Uh, I'm Mike Leach. I'm the head football coach at uh, Mississippi State and uh, formerly at, uh, well, I've been at a lot of schools, but most recently Washington State last year. Awesome. And I, and I, like I said, when I, when I was texting you, uh, I don't know how big of a culture guy you are, but I know everywhere you've been, you've been successful. So you got a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of information and, and knowledge that uh, is going to help a lot of high school guys. So our second question is, and you know culture is such a buzzword now, but what is your definition of culture? Uh, I just think that that is kind of the fiber of, uh, uh, of your team and your group. You know, everybody's like in a group sometimes, you know, uh, different settings, you're in different groups. But with regard to football, and the football group, and, and we, we say, you know, football times, football time, which means that, you know, full focus and attention on football, and then uh, the culture there is, uh, is uh, in, in the tighter, you can integrate everybody as far as uh, um, being about the same philosophy, being about the same work ethic, uh, uh, you know, doing your very best in everything that you do, and understanding that if you continue to do that, and push that envelope that uh, uh, you'll elevate and elevate the people around you. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, it starts with, uh, uh, first of all, how you're going to go about things, you know, whether it's offense, defense, special teams or meetings or lifting or running any of it. And then, um, but then it's got to be the commitment of everybody uh, behind uh, uh, the goals and what you're about and understanding, uh, uh, you know, that it's about what you can do together. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So the third question is, what are three, uh, what are the three best things you do to build culture in your program? So just kind of some, uh, some nuts and bolts type things. What, what do you do to help build that culture, bring those kids together? You know, well, I think that um, co uh, coaching wise, I mean, initially they got, got to get the message from the coaches but if you get, uh, you know, key players, especially at all the positions uh, converted to the message, then, you know, what they talk about when uh, you're not around, you know, when they're amongst uh, uh, their fellow teammates, I think that's what's strongest is, um, you know, when they really buy in and they, they elevate that message. Um, but, uh, you know, we try to compete in everything we do, you know, uh, and sometimes, you know, just make up a reason to compete at it. I mean, just compete for the sake of competing. And um, and I think that's very important. It's like on the Last Dance uh, uh, movie, they asked Michael Jordan, they said, uh, he, says, uh, he says, I don't have a gambling problem. I have a competition problem. He says, I like to compete in everything I do, you know, because he'd do everything from pitch pennies in the locker room or whatever. And then um, – and just like to love to compete. And then I think that of course rubbed off on his team and you need so many, as many people as you can that truly love to compete. And so I think it starts there. And then, uh, then from, um, uh, once you get people trying really hard, 
and um, then you want to have a specific way to do things and you don't need uh, uh, 10 different ways. You need uh, one precise way so that it synchronizes everybody. And from there, I think you really emphasize do your job. Um, you know, be the best at doing your job. And whether you like your job or not, uh, if you're the best at doing your job, then, you know, you'll elevate within the context of your job. And maybe then you elevate to another job or and continue to elevate. But it's got to be this constant uh, uh, pursuit of uh, doing your job. And in order to do that effectively, be the most excited uh uh, to play, be the most excited to play and know that everything that you do um, affects your team. And and if your culture means something to you, then um, you don't want to let, let your teammates down and you understand that you're an important part of that, even if you're, uh, in our case, whether you're a walk-on, you know, whether you're a third-team guy, whether you have a little role in special teams or whether you're some All-American offensive lineman or quarterback or uh, corner or a linebacker, it doesn't matter. When you're, uh, when you're uh, selling this do your job philosophy, does that, does that start like during recruiting or do you wait till you get them in your team uh, meetings before you really start kind of preaching that message of do your job? I think it's uh, kind of constant. I mean, cause if it really is a core part of your culture, then it becomes constant with you and your coaches and you're you know, consciously or unconsciously, you're talking about it all the time, probably with your family, your wife, everybody, um, because it never really leaves you. Um, and then, you know, we have another saying around here, you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. And uh, so I think coaches uh, need to be just as accountable as the players. I mean, if you don't like the way your players are playing, then you have to coach them better, coach them different, coach them more precise. I mean, um, but coaches and players with regard to uh, results and achievement, uh, you know, they've got to both have to understand that they're wired together, that, uh, uh, you know, players play as well as you coach and uh, coaches, uh, uh, coaches uh, as well as they play, vice versa, you know. Awesome, awesome. All right, here, here's a great one. I know coaches are going to want to hear this. Uh, question number four, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first got started? Well, I think your base of knowledge has to constantly grow. I think you have to constantly be curious. I think that it's always a mistake to think you've got it all figured out. Um, and I don't know who first uh, said it, but uh, John Wooden um, used to say, um, it's what you know, uh, it's what you learn after you know everything that counts. And so always be learning. There's never an excuse to not, uh, to continue to be learning. And I think that's critical. Uh, because, and, and then I think that if you have that attitude, then, you know, your players and your other coaches will. And then, um, uh, I think that, uh, uh, accountability for sure. And I was always pretty big on accountability. Um, but then uh, some things you got to be patient with too. I mean, there's a certain amount of uh, uh, just sort of rat turd problems that you need to just outlast and address the elephant turd problems. That's pretty dang good. All right. Last one. And uh, 
Uh, last one is for, for high school guys. I know, I know guys, you know, air raid cult guys, groupie guys always want to contact you. What's the best way for uh, coaches, high school coaches to contact you where they're not driving you crazy and breaking, uh, you know, recruiting rules and all that? Are you, are you a Twitter guy? Is there a Twitter handle they can get you at? What, what's the best way for high school coaches uh, to contact you? Well, my Twitter is not a great way to contact me because that thing, you know, that thing will just absorb you in. Um, I have Twitter and I got, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm more of a retweeter than I really am a tweet guy. But uh, the uh, I think that the, the best the best way is uh, is to you know email uh, uh, Dave Emmerich here at the office, and then um, uh, that's probably the best way. Um, uh, Twitter. I mean, uh, I don't. First of all, I don't know if I know how to find that on twitter i mean my capabilities on technology are extremely limited and um so i can't promise i can find them and then um but i think you know uh, obviously come to our clinics which we're not having any this year or come to our camps but then the other thing is uh um you know we've got uh, i've got a number of uh, uh you know aides and assistants here but if you get the questions to uh uh, our uh, football ops guy, uh, 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 Dave Emmerich, uh, he'll get them to me. All right, Dave Emmerich is your football ops guy. Okay, and I'll I'll look that up on the website and get get that information. Uh, oh, dear, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you another. Uh, uh, the best one would be if uh, if you can find. If you can find an email for Drew Hollingshead, if that's on there. Drew Hollingshead's the guy I'm talking to all the time. Drew Hollingshead. Okay, I'll look that up and put it on the uh, on the notes for this thing. I, I appreciate that. Last one, I, I'm going to give my, my bitch, uh, best lead story, and then I'm going to – I got this last thing, and we'll, we'll be done. Uh, my best one, number one, when I was a GA, you were the O, o coordinator at Valdosta State, and you were always very kind to me and very welcoming, and I always appreciated that. There was one time in the off season. Remember how would have you guys come out like on a Friday and kind of give a pep talk? Do you remember what that that was going on with the team competitions? Uh, yeah, I think I do. I don't remember what I said ever, but we yeah, used to have super teams for sure. Right, right. Well, you you came out. It was your time, and you you came out, and you were uh, you were talking about a Clint Easterwood movie, and when you first started. This was the first time I saw the power of leech was when you first started, no one was paying attention. They were grab assing and talking to each other and they weren't really paying attention. And as you started in this and you were talking in your low voice, like you like to do. And, and uh, as you got into this story, you weren't, you weren't five minutes into it and you had captured every player Every GA, every coach out there were just hanging on every word of this story that you were that you were giving, and 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 it had a very motivational ending to it. But it, that always just I always remember that that you know when you started the talk, no one was paying attention, and in five minutes, every person out there was hanging on every word you said, 
And I always, I always called that the power of leech. Uh, that's the first time I ever saw uh, what you could do with a group of guys and, and how you could get them all heading in the right direction. And, and I know you've been, uh, you know, you've had a great run, been successful everywhere you've been, and you're going to do a great job there at Mississippi State. And I'm, I'm excited for you once we all get through this COVID thing. Our last one, and, and uh, it just. Well, what was the story? Oh, uh, it was. Uh, you remember you, the story? You started out. You were talking about Clint Easterwood movies, and about and you you were you were talking about you know he always smoked a little cigarette. And you, it wasn't you weren't sure if it was a cigarette or if it was a, a a cigar, and you know you were just you were just going on. And like I said, no one was you know they were grab ass, and and then you know you started you started ratcheting in on your on your motivational talk, and it was just amazing. You know, I was standing at the back behind everybody. You know, we probably had. Heck, back then where we have 80, 90, 100 kids out there. And, I mean, it was just magical to see how you just reeled them in. And it went from grab-assing and talking and whispering to everyone glued on this, on this Clint Easterwood story. And, uh, and then how you, you, you took the Clint Easterwood story and turned it into how you win championships and, and how you put the work in and how you, uh, you know, and, and it was just, it was a classic uh, motivational story, but the magic was just how you pulled everyone into your story when at the beginning, no one was paying attention. And that's, you know, as a young GA standing in the back watching, that was magical to me. That's something I always remember was, you know, the way you pulled the guys in and, and got their attention and, and, uh, and I think that's you know, obviously that's what you've done your whole career is you've gotten kids to believe and and you got them all marching in the same direction. Uh, well, it's that's nice of you to say. I wish I could remember the story. I'm just glad anybody was listening. Uh, but uh, the one one great Clint Eastwood line is uh, on the Unforgiven. Clint Eastwood says, uh, "What scares a man is what he knows about himself." So. Yeah, make sure you're prepared because what scares people is what they know about themselves. If you know you're not prepared, uh, you're going to be scared. Well, I, I, I use it with kids all the time. You know, the fact that just the opposite of I'm always confident when I know we've had a great week of practice, when I know that we've earned it, then I'm always confident going into the game and trying to get them to understand that. You know, that confidence is born from – you know, the, the work that we put in and, and us elevating ourselves to, you know, we can't guarantee we can, we're going to win it, but we can guarantee that we're going to deserve to win it. So I always, I always use that one. Uh, I mean, that's, that's something I believe in a lot. Last one, uh, you know, I, it said, the question is, do you have anything you want to promote? But obviously you want to promote Mississippi State. Is there anything you want to uh, say about this upcoming year and your new position? Well, I mean, we're excited about Mississippi State. Everybody keep your eyes glued to Mississippi State games uh, uh, when they let us play, when we get on TV. And then uh, uh, I did uh, write a sports book on my path into coaching, uh, which is called uh, Swing Your Sword. You can still get it on Amazon. And at uh, one time it made it uh, on the New York Times bestseller list. And so basically it's on uh, kind of how uh, – I found my way here. Well, I think all all true air raid guys have that 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 uh, swing your sword is one of the books they have in their bookshelf, and and if they don't have it, they need to they need to uh, run out and get it while we still got some time to read before the season starts. But uh, you know, I, I've talked to so many guys that have, have mentioned that book, and uh, and and uh, you know, obviously you're uh, you know you're one of the 
the cult leaders and, and uh, you got a lot of people that, that uh, are pulling for you and, and uh, know you're going to do great in your new spot. And, uh, and man, I sure do appreciate you coming on and doing this, buddy. Well, thanks so much for having me on and uh, look forward to doing it again sometime. Awesome. Thank you, coach. All right. Thanks. Good luck to you. Give my best to the family. Thank you. All right.